Oh, you know it's a good week when Brett loses his voice in the, on the first day of the week. Anyway, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, I figured in celebration I'd dress up just kind of like what my dad dresses like. Um, my dad don't really look like me. My dad's kind of short and chubby, and I'm tall and skinny, so I don't look like him. And thank God for that. I, you know, get my looks from my mom. Um, but nor yeah, this is this is what my dad wears. He wears jeans. Uh, the, the flannel shirt, he don't really wear a fanny pack anymore. He used to. But sometimes he gets that goofy outfit where he wears like the cargo shorts and the tube socks and sandals. And I was going to do that, but I'm like, yeah, that's too far, too far. So anyway, this morning uh, we kind of want to focus on a story uh, involving a father in the Bible. And uh, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 11. Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 11. And you may be familiar with this story, and there's multiple different ways that you could look at this story, but today we want to look at being lost, right, through the eyes of a father. So Luke chapter 15, and starting in verse 11, it says this, Then he said, A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that falls to me. And so he divided them to his livelihood. And not many days after that, the younger son had gathered uh, all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions uh, with prodigal living. But when he had spent all that he had, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Verse 15, then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent himself into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And so he arose and he came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion on him. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Bring a ring and put it on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and uh, is alive again. He was lost, but now he is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And so he called one of the servants and asked him uh, what these things meant. And he said, your brother, has come because, or your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. And he was angry, and he would not go in. Therefore his father came and pleaded with him. And so he answered and said to his father, Remember these many years that I have spent serving you, I never transgressed in your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son of yours came, who has uh, devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf with him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost, but now... He has found. Let's pray this morning. Dear God, I come before you. 
And today, as we uh, celebrate our fathers and uh, those father figures that we have in our life, God, I just uh, thank you so much for them and the godly examples that they lead for us and uh, the examples that they lead for us in life as well. God, I just pray that you'll bless them as they head up their households and uh, lead their families in a way of you. God, I just pray that they'll strive their best uh, to do so. But God, uh, this morning, more importantly, as we're together uh, to open up your word and learn from it, God, that uh, you would speak to us through your word and that we'll take these things and apply them to our lives, but that we'll share them with the world too. God, I just thank you so much uh, for the love that you had in, in being our Father. God, that you loved us so much that you sent your Son, Jesus, to come down and to take our place on that cross. God, we are so undeserving of your love, and you, just, you still sent Jesus to die in our place anyway. And I am just so incredibly grateful for that. And God, because of that, we have the hope of living with you one day. God, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said, we want to talk about lost and found. That's one of the words that that father said to the son. You are lost, but now you are found. Now today, it's not as easy as, you know, to get lost as it used to be, right? Normally, if somebody gets lost, they're found within a day or so, right? Because we all have got GPSs on our phone. Everybody tracks everybody with, you know, anything that you could think of, right? We, we've got all these uh, amazing things in technology to where if somebody gets lost, we can find them really fast, right? So it's hard to get lost nowadays in, in in uh, the physical sense, but in a spiritual sense, it's pretty easy, right? And Luke chapter 15 kind of tells us this, right? And it presents, uh, Luke chapter 15 presents a trio of parables about being lost and found. And that opens up a gateway for the rest of the gospel, right? Uh, We start out, number one, with the lost sheep, right? There's a hundred sheep and one uh, goes away, Right? And the shepherd goes out to find that one sheep and brings it back to the flock. Then we've got the pair of the lost coin. Um, a woman had ten silver coins. She lost one. And when she did that, she cleaned her whole house out until she found it. And then we have the parable of the lost son. And I think this one really, really hits us harder than the other two. Uh, Luke chapter... Um, um, 15 starts out with two groups of people being around Jesus, right? And if we can uh, look at Luke 15, 1 and 2, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered together around to hear Jesus. Verse 2, But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. The tax collectors and sinners, right? They're the group who listens, right? But the scribes and the Pharisees, they mutter, right? They, they grumble that, you know, this man, he, he eats with sinners and he welcomes them into his house, right? So what kind of encouragement can be found in that statement, right? And that's kind of where we find ourselves sometimes, too, in that group of uh, scribes and, and Pharisees, right? But Jesus tells two striking stories, like I said, about a lost sheep and a lost coin. Uh, but the next story is the one that Jesus truly tries to hit him where it counts, Right? Uh, Luke chapter 15, 11 through 24. Jesus continued, There is a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got all together that he had and set off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth and wild living. 
After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine that uh, was in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him into the field to feed pigs. And he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the um, pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Uh, and when he came to his senses, <clears throat> he said, How many of my father's hired servants um, have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will sit out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. In verse 20, so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let us have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And there are some things that I observe uh, from this text about getting lost in life. Number one, uh, getting lost is easy. Right? It tells us <clears throat> that the, uh, the son set off for a distant country. And uh, Donald Miller, uh, he wrote a book called Searching for God Knows What. And he said this, Who knows what the son was searching for? He had money, he had opportunity, he had youth, he had idolism, and he had a taste of home, work, family, and God. None of these set his course. He was looking for something that he did not have. Uh, that's something that's easy to fall into. And how many of our lives are wrecked because of that same thing? Trying to find something in the world that only God can give us. And so the son went out and squandered his wealth in wild living, right? The appeal of the world is pretty strong. James chapter 1, uh, 14 and 15 tells us this, Each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it brings birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. When we are dragged away by our, by our own evil desires... We are squandering everything that God has given us. It cost the son a great deal uh, to head out into the world. It cost him his family, his home, his freedom, everything. So often, at the time, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But it was a big deal. And it's a big price to pay, especially in our time. Wandering away from God and getting lost, that's pretty easy. Number two, coming to your senses it's pretty hard, right? Once you're lost, coming to is hard. You, you kind of get down in the dumps. Nobody loves me. I'm by myself. Nobody's going to love me after this, right? Uh, but Luke chapter 15, uh, 14 and 17, it says after, right? It mentions that a lot. And it's, it's a chilling word. And I'm sure he left his father's house. When he left his father's house, he had no idea what cost he was going to pay for when he abandoned his father and his family. It was hard to be in need. It was hard to feed the pigs. Uh, and he was a Jewish boy, right? Jews and pigs don't really go together, right? So it must have been hard for this guy. It was hard for him to be hungry, and, it, and hard enough for him to want to eat the same things that the pigs were eating. 
right? Uh, you know, there's, there's an old saying that sin will take you farther than you ever thought, right? It'll keep you longer uh, than what you intended to stay, and it will cost you more than you ever expected to pay. Coming to your senses requires humility, facing others, and giving up. Coming to your senses is hard. Number three, finding your way home is worth it. Luke chapter 15, 18 through 24. Right? Come to your father, he says. He runs to meet us. And what a beautiful picture uh, that is of grace. That this father ran to embrace his son. And he said, and, you know, I have uh, sometimes wondered if the greatest desire of man is to be known and to be loved. Right? Have you ever thought about that? I'll admit to it, right? I want to be known. I want to make a name for myself, right? I want to walk down the street and everybody knows who Levi Davidson is, right? I want everybody to love me when they do know me, not like, ew, you know, there's Levi Davidson. Like, hey, look, there's that guy, right? Everybody desires that. Everybody desires to be known and to be loved. And so he says, come, let us rejoice, for you were lost, but now you are found. In Luke 15, there's a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. But, in the end, all three are found. In each case, a celebration uh, took place when the lost was found. Right? And in the New Testament, it tells us that there is also a celebration when the lost are found. It tells us that heaven rejoices when a lost sinner comes to God. Getting lost is easy, coming to your senses is hard, but finding your way home is worth it. We've all been lost and found. We're all part of this story somehow. And the only way we are what we are is that we are found, and we have found the Father who ran to save us. Jesus is the answer for every lost and wandering soul. He's the sinner's friend, right? Luke 15 and verse 2 tells us that. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. His attitude towards the, one, uh, towards the lost is one of hope. Jesus believed that every sinner was a possible saint, that every coward might become a hero, that every uh, defendant man might stand yet upon his feet of, moral, of morality and spiritual victory. Luke chapter 15 and verse 7, having boundless hope for the lost, he is forever seeking their recovery. Jesus welcomes sinners. And that means he welcomes you and me. If you have wandered away from Jesus, he welcomes you to come home. If you have not decided to become a Christian, he's waiting and He's watching for you. He wants you to come home. He doesn't want you to be lost anymore. He wants you to come back and to celebrate and to be part of the family again. That's what He desires for us. One of the greatest verses that can wrap this whole thing up is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave us Jesus. Right? He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have Everlasting life. 
For God so loved, and I've had you do this before, for God so loved, put your name there, that he gave Jesus to die for me. And because of that, we can spend all eternity with him. And how great that's going to be to walk into heaven together and to worship and to praise God forever and ever with those saints who have gone on before us and those saints that we serve with now and the saints that come after us. How great and how awesome is that going to be when we finally get to come home to our Father. Let's stand. We're going to